listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about a very important but often neglected topic. And that is rest. Rest. It says in Genesis 2, 2 to 3, On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. Because it was the day when he rested from all of his work of creation. So we see that even in the beginning, God himself took a rest. And he did that to model for us that we are also supposed to rest. God is almighty, all-powerful. He doesn't sleep, and yet he took a rest. Because we who are created in his image are also supposed to rest. And we've been kind of in the series about birthing promises and the pressing that goes with that and the travail that goes with that and the things that we can do to get through to the breakthrough. But I would not be a very good teacher and I would not be a very balanced teacher in talking about these topics if I did not discuss the topic of rest. Because rest is just as important for the breakthrough as the pressing and the fight is. You know, when I had Laura O'Brien on, the midwife who was talking about birthing, and the actual process of birthing a baby, she even talked about how in between pushing, there are times that the woman needs to rest because they have to have the energy to be able to push the baby all the way out when the time has come for that final push. It's just as important when we are birthing promises and sometimes maybe even more important. You know, a woman's labor has a time period. Yeah, we don't know the exact number of hours that it will take, but we know it's not going to take weeks and months and years. Whereas our promises sometimes take weeks, months, and sometimes many years for them to be fully fulfilled. And that can be an intense process, and that process can get harder over time, and it can be most intense right before the birthing, right before the breakthrough. So rest is so important. Do you think we could go and go and go through all of that time with no rest? Absolutely not. Jesus Christ was fully God, but he was also fully human. And he models for us what rest needs to look like. I'm going to read a little snippet of my book, Learning to Believe Again, from the chapter Empty Cups. It says, throughout scripture, Jesus leads by example, showing us all the balance that we are supposed to find in loving ourselves and giving to others. Jesus knew he had limits in a human body, and he knew that he must be filled with the spirit of his father if he was going to be able to give to others. So Jesus took the time he needed to refresh, revive, and refill. Jesus did this without guilt and without apology. He knew that taking care of himself 
and refilling his cup was necessary to do his father's work. Jesus set boundaries. He took time alone for himself to refresh, and he did not accept abuse. Jesus rarely talked about these things. Instead, he shows us through his example what we are expected to do. So while Jesus didn't teach on this or preach on this, he led by example. We see the way he responded with his disciples and the way he acted with them. He often did this. So in Luke 5, 5 to 16, it says, But despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. So we see that he had this assignment. He had all of these things happening for his ministry, all of these opportunities opening up to preach, and people came to him with all of these needs. But he often withdrew to the wilderness to pray. Could he have chosen to preach and preach and preach until he had nothing to give? Yes, but that's not what Jesus did. Jesus lived as a perfect example of how we are supposed to live. And Jesus knew that he needed to withdraw to the wilderness for prayer. So he didn't just withdraw a little bit. He went out into nature. He got time alone. He took a refreshing and a rest and a time for prayer, a time to get in the presence of God himself and just soak in the presence of God. Jesus also says in Mark 6, 31 to 32, Then Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. So we see here, Jesus again models this behavior. He needed to eat. His disciples needed to eat. He told them that they needed to go away. They all did. Jesus and his disciples, they needed to go off by themselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Now, you might not have a ton of people coming to you for ministry and expecting you to pour out all the time, but maybe... Maybe the chaos of life has gotten so intense, or maybe even your time in prayer has been so busy because you've been standing and fighting for this promise for so long or so hard that you've been saying your decrees and standing and speaking God's word and thanking him for it, which are all good things, but you haven't had time to just rest in God's presence. You haven't had time to rest and refresh so that you can hear the voice of God more clearly. Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. It's important for us to take time to rest. Because when we don't rest, we can't hear clearly. You know, there's the story of Elijah in the Bible as well, where he fought this big fight. He was on an assignment from God. He had promises and words from God. And he had just fought an entire group of prophets of Baal. He had been up on Mount Carmel 
And he had proven the power of God on that mountain that God, our God, the one true God was God alone and that Baal was not a God at all. Baal had no power. And he proved that because the power of God came down to prove it and God led him to do that. But he faced off with 850, I believe it was, don't quote me on that number, prophets of Baal. And he proved the power of God. And in doing so, the people knew that God was the one true God and that Baal was a false God. And Elijah told the people to put the prophets of Baal to death, which was the punishment of the law at the time. And they did. So Elijah had just birthed this piece of the promise, not the whole thing, but he had been on a God assignment. He had been on a God mission and he birthed this piece of the promise. He fought and he fought well. He won that battle, that part of the battle on the way to the promise in a big and mighty way. But immediately afterward, Jezebel finds out about what he did and Jezebel threatens him. And guess what? He has just been in this major face-off and he's tired. And what happens? He's just faced off 850 prophets of Baal. But now one woman's messenger scares him and he actually flees to the wilderness to get away from her and save his own life. But he gets away. He gets into the wilderness and he starts feeling sorry for himself. He is exhausted. He feels like he's all alone, which he is in that moment. He's isolated. But he also feels like he's the only prophet of the one true God left. And he feels helpless. Now, why would someone who has just accomplished this big feat for God feel helpless? Well, because he was tired and hungry. You see, Elijah said to God, Elijah literally told God to take his life, to just take him to heaven so that he didn't have to deal with the heartache and the pain of living there. So he has fled from Jezebel in fear of his life, and then he tells God to take his life. That doesn't even make sense, right? In one moment, he's afraid for his life, and in the next moment, he's asking God to take his life. That is not logical thinking. But you know what God's response to him was in that moment? God's response to him was to sleep and to eat. God said, sleep and eat. (laughs) Or in modern terms, why don't you get a snack and take a nap? That's what Elijah needed. And God, God who had just directed him on this massive assignment, recognized that in that moment, Elijah was completely human. And Elijah needed sleep so that he could think clearly. And Elijah needed food and rest so that he could regain the sustenance that he needed for the rest of the fight and the rest of the battle. Because Elijah couldn't even think clearly in that moment. Elijah, who was a prophet of God and a warrior for God, had just won this massive battle. And then fear had overcome him. And then Misery and disappointment and frustration and depression overcame him for a moment. But the reason it did was because he needed rest and he needed sustenance and he needed refreshing. And that's what God told him to get. And you know, after he got it, he felt better. And then God sent him back on assignment. So it is important in the process to our promise that we also take time to rest. We might be fighting for the most important promise of our lives. And it might feel like we can't set that down for a moment and just rest. Because what happens if we rest? What if we drop it? But the truth is that God has made that promise. 
God holds that promise. God will complete and fulfill that promise because God is faithful. And if you don't rest, you can't hear from God clearly. And guess what? Without hearing from God clearly, we can't complete the assignment. Because God is the one who gives us instructions. It's not done by our power or might. It's done by God's spirit. God gives us the instructions that get us to the finish line. Elijah beat all the prophets of Baal. He won that victory, but not by his power, by the power of God. And God is the one who gave him the instruction of calling the fire of God down on the altar. The prophets of Baal couldn't because Baal is not a god. He is a false god, but he has no power because there is only one God, the true God, and only the one true God has power to bring the fire of God down. God had to give him that instruction. That's how Elijah won that battle. Elijah was a prophet of God. He heard from God and he was guided by God. But even God knew that Elijah could not hear clearly without getting the rest that he needed. Because without the rest that he needed, he was going to be in his feelings and in exhaustion and hungry. And he wasn't going to be able to hear clearly from the Lord. I mean, what happens in the natural when we get hungry? We can't think as clearly. We sometimes get dizzy. We might feel faint. Some people get really emotional. Some people get angry. Have you heard the term hangry before? I'll admit, I get hangry when I'm hungry, and I can get very emotional. There are a lot of times that I'll get to the middle part of the day. I've been working diligently on something, and I'll get to the middle part of the day, and I'll feel like horrible all of a sudden, you know? And I'm like, why? Why do I feel so sad or upset or heavy or horrible all of a sudden? And suddenly it will dawn on me, I worked right through lunch. I didn't eat. That's why I need food. So God knows that. God knows our limits. We're human beings. Are there times that we're called to fast and pray? Yes. And there are reasons for that because... Often when we don't eat and we get emotional, the things that are actually needing to be dealt with come to the surface a lot more quickly. So there are reasons for that. And it's a sacrifice unto the Lord. It's like planting a seed. But in reality, God also says, eat and take a nap. God knows that we need rest. God knows that we need sustenance. And we do need that. Because when we don't eat, we don't think as clearly. We can't hear as clearly. Maybe we hear something and then we don't remember it. Maybe we hear something, but our mind's a jumble and we're emotional and we don't process it the way we need to. Food is important. Refreshing is important and rest is important. What happens when you don't sleep? Did you know that if you go long enough without sleeping, you can actually hallucinate? People can actually lose their minds from lack of sleep. So knowing that that's the case, How do you think you can hear from God well if you're not sleeping? How do you think you can process that information and keep running the race well if you're not sleeping and resting and refreshing? And it's not just about sleep. It's not just about sleep. Yes, we do have physical needs for rest, and that is extremely important. And I'm sure you've all experienced that when you're overtired, you don't retain information as well. You can't put a sentence together as well. Honestly, you can't even pray effectively as well when you're exhausted. 
but it's not just about physical sleep and physical food. It's also about getting nourishment from God, nourishing our souls. It's about the nourishment that we need from the Lord. So how do we do that? We get into God's presence. You might not know how to get into God's presence. Maybe that looks like turning on some worship music and just resting and soaking in it until you feel the presence of God. Maybe that means worshiping yourself. For me, sitting at the piano or the keyboard and singing worship to God, whatever's on my heart, that helps. It can look like reading the word and then taking a nap and letting that word saturate. Maybe it means turning on the Bible app and hitting play and listening to the word as you rest and it pours over you. Maybe it looks like getting in nature. I feel God's presence more in nature than anywhere else because I get to see his creation all around me. And I especially feel that at the beach. I can feel the power and presence of God at the beach like nowhere else. And it brings a peace and a stillness to me. Whatever it is that lights your heart and your soul up, you need to fill yourself with those things. And I don't mean counterfeit things that aren't of God. But I mean God made you with the enjoyment and life that you have for a reason. If singing makes you happy, then you should be singing to refresh. If going out in nature fills your tank, then you should be going out in nature. If you are a person who carries a lot of stress in their bodies and touch is meaningful to you, then you should go to someone who you know is safe. The best thing is even a Holy Spirit-filled believer. And you can get a massage. You can do things that are self-care. Sometimes we need to do radical self-care, and sometimes it's just the simple things. God created Sabbath because he knew that people needed to rest. Now be honest with yourself. How often do you actually observe the Sabbath? Take your day of rest. Now a Sabbath day is not going out and doing a bunch of activities. And it's not doing all the things that you weren't able to do on the days that you were working a day job. Sabbath is taking rest. You know, in the Bible, the Pharisees got upset with Jesus for healing someone on Sabbath. Now that's obviously taking the law out of proportion because Jesus did a good work and it was the timing of the Lord. But the reason the Pharisees got so upset is because the Sabbath in its full observance, you weren't supposed to do anything but rest and take in God's word and his presence. That's it. And Jesus appreciated that and Jesus observed the Sabbath with his disciples. He only broke it when it was an actual move of God in the right timing. But Jesus observed the Sabbath because he knew that it was important to take that time of rest. So I hope that all of that makes sense to you. And I just want to encourage you to take that time of rest for yourself. This week, you have been fighting a hard fight, and I'm not telling you to stop praying. And I'm not telling you to stop standing on your promises. And I am not telling you to stop believing. But what I am telling you, take time to rest in God's presence. Take time to refresh in God's presence. Take that time to sleep and let your mind and your body be renewed. 
Take the time to eat the good food that refreshes and nourishes your body. It is important and it is part of the process to get you to your promise. Elijah could have died right there, but God said, eat some food and get some rest. And then Elijah went on to fulfill the rest of his assignment for the promise. We need to do the same thing. And I'm sharing this with you because I know that I have needed rest and I finally took time to get the rest and refreshment that I needed this last week. And I can tell you that I have more clarity of mind and spirit than I have had in weeks because I finally did what I really needed to do and just got the rest. And it might feel like you're getting behind when you take rest, but you cannot get ahead and keep running the race if you do not take the time to rest. Rest is an integral and an important part of our lives and our walk with God. Even Jesus took rest. We see him model it over and over again. So this week, I am not only telling you to get rest, I'm giving you permission to get rest and refreshing and get in the presence of God and let him refill you so that you can press forth all the way to the promise. I hope that encouraged you today and I send you blessings for the week ahead and I will talk to you next week. Where do you begin?